Welcome to the Urban Remedy Podcast, inspiring wellness through food, lifestyle, and making conscious choices. I am your host today. My name is Nika Pasquale, the founder of Urban Remedy. So today I'm super excited to be talking to Timothy O'Shea, aka Tim O'Shea, (laughs) (laughs) uh, from Clean Fish. He founded Clean Fish in 2004, and we are fortunate enough to have him source our new proteins uh, that are fish, which is salmon and shrimp. And I just want to take this time with Tim to talk to him about um, the sustainability of the fish and how the fish is sourced because we take a lot of pride in sourcing our ingredients and really wanted to work with the best partner and make sure that we were only using fish that was sustainably raised and, uh, and, and farmed. And so, Timothy, tell us a little bit about your background with clean fish. Sure. Um, I had been uh, involved in environmental work for a long time. I'm gray enough to claim that I have been involved really since the late 60s, early 70s in terms of major aspects of what were considered the starting phases of the environmental movement. Fast forward uh, significantly to uh, 2003, and I was working with, um, at the time I was doing some work through an investment banking group who called me in as a consultant. I had been doing a lot of strategic consulting and around sustainable business practices. I had done some work with the Natural Step in Sweden and groups that had really pulled together a more mission-driven, sustainable uh, core strategy. Um, And this was coming a lot from Europe. So the nature of of this work was really focusing on referring me to seafood. And I began to see how significant the problems were in seafood. And that was really the start of my deciding to start Clean Fish. Oh, I love that. And I, you know, personally, I stopped eating fish years ago. I saw a documentary, I can't remember what it was called, but... um, it was just showing how, because through like sushi restaurants, how the overfishing, what like tuna was going to become extinct, and how we're just kind of destroying our oceans with this yeah. fishing. Um, so, what do you feel about that? Well, as we were talking before, um, so much of this is a result of once again the industrial model of how food is processed and what's necessary to deliver food in. Uh, industrial scale terms Mm -hmm. and we're told that that's what's important to feed a planet of so many people and it's growing and so if you want to feed the world you have to go into this huge scale situation and it's all even as we hear ourselves think about it it's all fear driven yeah it's all fear driven uh, logic that we have to we, we, we back ourselves into this position and then suddenly you kind of look at Who's running that system? Right. And what's in their interest for how we think about it? Right. The point about species going into extinction and habitat destructions and so on. You know, in the wild fisheries right now, with few exceptions, and there are notable exceptions of day boat groups, and uh, certainly we have out here in California, you know, coastal wild fisheries. We're just beginning the wild salmon season. Everybody is excited about yeah. it. But by and large, on the global scale, fishing is now just almost hoovering up whole ecosystems. Yeah. 
and uh, the romance, the quality, the skill yeah. of fishing is largely a, a media message. Um, so do you think that we were having a conversation earlier about factory farming. It sounds very similar um, to kind of the problem that we're having here in the United States is that, you know, there's all these huge factory farms that are treating the animals terribly. And, you know, it's kind of seems to me related to overconsumption. I mean, I stopped eating meat a long time ago because I just, and fish, because I didn't want to be part of that overconsumption and just would never want to contribute to that kind of environment. But once I learned about more sustainable farming and people who are doing things in a different way, using the whole ecosystem of a farm and the animals and the plants all together, it kind of changed my views. But do you, do you kind of feel like the fishing is the same as the factory farming? My mind goes back to a conversation I was having with Michael Pollan quite some time ago. And he, of course, is the patron yeah. saint for all of us yeah. around uh, looking at different food systems yeah. and starting to critique the problems. And it, when he and I were talking, he said, you know, I, I never realized how aligned the problem set is, how this pervasive issue of this mindset of industrial scale yeah. versus small family farms, versus integrated farming systems, yeah. versus what versus systems that are thinking about what is the native state here? What's the natural yeah. state here? Yeah. You know, I mean, just the, if you stop and think for a second, if we were to just decide from scratch, maybe we should do aquaculture, maybe we should do... Where would you look to for your model of what, how to grow fish out? Right. You'd look to the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ocean pretty much has how to grow fish down. Yeah. Several billion years of R&D yeah. really thoughtfully yeah. done. You know, but no, 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 no. We impose, you know, these particular structures and we do this monocrop system and we you know, go out to land-based systems yeah. to feed the fish, and it's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. What, what would the natural, what would be a, a closer to biomimicry yeah. orientation towards, okay, because of the overfishing, because of the habitat destruction, we're transitioning from what is the last of the hunter-gatherer yeah. phase yeah. Of, of protein development for humans. Yeah. So now we're growing this this animal out for human consumption. Can you just give a, a brief description of what is animal husbandry? Sure. Well, again, and th this is in some ways uh, more important in fisheries because in land-based animals, you can see it. Uh-huh, right. In fish, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah which is true of the fishery problem in general. Right. It happens out there, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden you hear, you know, my God, blue tunas, you know, bluefin tunas on extinction, and you go, God, who knew? Well, you know, suddenly in one generation, sushi bars open up everywhere, and yeah. everyone wants bluefin tuna. Guess what? You know, yeah. Yeah. that doesn't come from nowhere. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of animal husbandry, it's simply, let's, you know, a good aquaculture operation in clean fish terms takes responsibility from the hatchery and the brood stock okay. and the full life cycle of that fish. You start to think about what is the natural native pattern of this fish seasonally. Mm -hmm. 
you start to think about what would it be eating in its natural migratory pattern? Right. How do we mimic that as much yeah, as possible? How do we start to uh, uh, put specks into our fish feed that, that limit uh, and zero out anything that we hear uh, from the fisheries and right. from groups like the Sustainable Fishery Partnerships and so on? Where are, the, you know, are there any fish that are having uh, basically vital stock concerns. Okay, then you just take them out of the equation. You, you know, fish meal manufacturer who's making my fish food, I don't want that fish in my yeah. meal. So you just start to you yeah. just start to create those kinds of barriers and limitations. This is true with everything we do in nature. Yeah. You know, are we willing to accept some limits? Well, I, it's interesting because for me, when I hear you talk about that, it reminds me of um, just you know, practicing Chinese medicine and herbology, it's interesting because um, most of the time when you have an herb, like, um, you know, let's say valerian, right? When you take that in its natural forms, the side effects go way, way down. When you take Valium and you look at the list of side effects, because you're taking, nature has created this beautiful, um, you know, microcosm of this plant that has um, vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and antioxidants but when you take out just that one piece of it it turns into something totally different and not to say it's not effective but it just turns into a different you know thing and I, I, I think with um, Western medicine a lot of times we don't want to use that wisdom that nature has already prepared for us you know we just want to take out what is this one thing that works rather than looking at the synergistic effect of the whole thing and it's like herbs it's factory farming it's factory you know it's the fit the way that we're fishing it seems like it's just kind of a global problem about going back to looking back to nature the wisest information that we have in the you know the planet in this dialogue which you know i'm familiar with in east west medicine because yeah. my wife's yeah. an acupuncturist yes. so uh as you say uh, the west uh seems to be quite preoccupied with isolating, well, what's the part of this I want? Yeah, exactly. I just want that part. Yeah. You know, I've isolated that, and as if you could identify, oh, that's the only thing I need yeah. for the effect I'm looking for. Yeah. And you cancel out, you act as if you can be in denial of the fact that this element is part of a total yeah. picture. Yeah. And that that total picture seems to have benefits. Yeah. You isolate this one part out, and as everybody knows in any medical pharmaceutical framework, uh, as soon as you isolate and concentrate, and then overuse, yeah, you've, you're creating problems. Well, I mean, and if you look at, I mean, I, I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, if you look at the health of Americans today, it's right there. Like we have the highest rates of diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cancer, I mean, the rates are not going down. Right. So we're doing something wrong. And I think it, it relates to everything we're talking about. It relates, you know, our tagline at Urban Remedy is food is healing because what you put into your body always has a direct effect on your health. Yep. If you're going to eat inflammatory foods and sugar and high glycemic foods and processed foods, you're going to have a lot uh, higher chance of developing type 2 diabetes and having a heart attack or a stroke. Whereas if you're eating whole food ingredients, mostly plant-based with a little bit of protein, healthy fats, you have a much higher chance of staying really healthy. 
Thank you so much for joining us for this part of the podcast with Timothy O'Shea from Clean Fish. There are two more segments. Please take time to listen to those as well.